Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn. So great to have you with me today. Welcome to all of the new subscribers. And of course, thank you very, very much for everybody who listens to all the episodes or multiple episodes. I really, 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 really appreciate you. Guess what? This week we bumped into position number 45 on Apple Podcasts. um, And I'm so, 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 so thankful. Um, because it's thanks to you for listening that we've been able to achieve this. So um, I never, ever, 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 ever thought that the the podcast would be so successful and it's thanks to you for listening. So I appreciate you more than you know. So today I want to give you, well, every day, (laughs) I want to give you the best episode ever, which means, you know, making something that's really practical. Um, I know so many of you um, do do the work with this. And this is so important because without implementing things, you can listen to all the podcasts that you like, but you will never experience success uh, in your private practice without implementing the things that we talk about, right? Well, that's not 100% true, but you know what I mean? Like nothing's going to come from thinking about it. We actually need to do something as well. Um, And those of you who are doing that are having some exciting results. And thank you so much for sharing them with me. So um, the inspiration for today was, as you know, I've started work with a whole bunch of brand new clients in coaching, supervision and mentoring. And if you're wanting coaching, I have two places available. Um, Let me know and we can absolutely have a chat about whether or not it's right for you. But um, one of the things that's come up is because some of these people are new that I'm working with, they're struggling to come up with names for their private practice. And then I thought, hmm, this is interesting. So I went back into um, the ACPPO and also into the Counselors Connect group. And I went back through all of the threads. And it seems that this is um, something that so many of us uh, have you know, have to think about, obviously. (laughs) And so, you know me, I like to do things a little bit differently. So of course, I'm going to do things a little bit differently today. And I want to share with you, um, you know, I guess my five cents on what makes a good practice name and what doesn't, because I want you to have success in your practice. And the name is, you know, part of your identity. It's part of the practice identity. And so it is important. Um, It's always fun to choose one. um, But we have to remember what the intention is behind having our practice name. And so that's where we're going to begin today. Um, If you have your pen and paper, fantastic. If you don't, hit pause and then come back. Okay, I'm not going anywhere. 
All right, so you have your pen and paper now. What I want you to do is just ask yourself or give yourself a moment to reflect on the intention behind your private practice name, okay? And when you've done that, come back. All right, cool. Now that you're back, or if you're listening in the car, it might feel like I'm going through this a bit quickly, so I'm sorry, but just to give you some examples of what the intention might be, maybe the intention is to connect with your perfect for your practice client or your perfect for your client. Maybe the intention is to build something that you can sell later on, and so you want to have a name that can be sold, you know, in which case you wouldn't use your personal name, Um, like you know, my brand is my personal name and under that I've got private practice with soul. So if I wanted to sell private practice with soul as a brand later on, I absolutely could. But if I just did my business under my personal name, then nobody's going <laughs> to take my business because it's my personal name, right? And it's going to be very, very hard for them to do anything with it because of that fact. So really think about what's the intention here. Maybe the intention is you just want a name that you connect with that feels good for you and you're just trusting that it's going to feel good for everybody else. Maybe you want a name that's going to allow you flexibility to branch out later on. So I know many of the people in our groups are um, working with a few different hats on, you know, Um, especially people that I work with. They do counseling over here. They do Reiki over there. They do hypnotherapy over there. They do personal training over there, aromatherapy and essential oils over there, you know, um, working with crystals and and doing healing over there. Um, So if you're starting as a counseling practice, maybe your intention is to expand that practice over time. So that's what you want to think about when you're creating your name. Okay. So they're just a few tips to help you get started with that. Now, um, I want to really help you sort of expand your thinking around this. And if we've got time, um, I'll also talk with you about, you know, logos and all of that sort of stuff as well. So first off, when it comes to thinking about naming your private practice, I really want you to allow yourself a moment here to um call upon your values. Okay. Now your values are absolutely going to influence your practice values, but hit pause on the podcast and just take a a moment to write down the things that are really, truly important to you. Um, And then when you've written them down, have a look back over them and see which ones are your your values um, because some are just wants or some we just put on there because we think it's the right thing or it's the nice thing. But be honest with yourself and go around and just circle maybe the top three values that you have. Um, the next thing to do is to then really think about um, because, do you know what, you can write your practice name based on your practice values right? So for example, if you're, you're like me and you love ethics, <laughs> I know not many people do, but I love, I've got so many books on ethics, it's ridiculous. Um, but if I was going to maybe start a, a new business and it was going to teach people how to run a private practice without being a member of some, you know, a membership body um, and do it ethically, I would call it something like the ethical private practice. See, I'm using my value in the practice name, okay? Or I would call it ethical private practice coaching. So that's an example of how you would use a value 
in your business name. So connecting with those. If you, I, I always, always, always recommend too that when we do this work, the things that are going to tumble out first are going to be the things that are in your conscious awareness, okay? Um, but you and I both know, remember the iceberg? It's only the tip of the iceberg that sits above the water and that's our conscious awareness. But our subconscious awareness is so much bigger. It's like 30,000 times as, as um, large, this is what I read, okay? You might argue the point with me, but I understand the subconscious mind is 30,000 times more powerful. So that's right, more powerful than the conscious mind. So allow yourself to connect in with your subconscious in a way that feels really good for you, whether that's through meditation, whether that's through working with your crystals, whether that's through journaling. For me, I am really getting into the habit now of asking myself the questions and self-coaching. And um, the more I do that, the more I do that. It sounds really strange, but even yesterday, like because I have masculine energy, right? I love to be horizontal and I spend a lot of time after work in the bath. And I was that an overshare? I hope not, but um, I love to be sort of just in that water. I love being in the water and I love reading and, and doing all of those sorts of things. Um, I've totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? I'll come back to it. Um, all right, I'm just going to move on to the next one. If I come back to that, I will. It couldn't have been too important. Oh, the conscious mind. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I was just sitting there the other day and I was in, yeah, so I'm in the water. I'm just sitting there, just relaxing. Then I had this idea pop into your mind because you know how when you're disconnected, that's when all the inspiration, that's when all the downloads come. Yeah, so that's what happened. And I thought, uh, hmm, how am I going to deal with this? How do I want to manage this? And my initial thought was, I'm going to go to my coach and ask my coach for help. And then my other thought was, no, maybe I should go to my supervisor and ask my supervisor for her opinion on what I should be doing. Um, and then the next thing that happened was I said, no, 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 no. You're not going to do either of those things. You're going to figure this out for yourself. You're going to tune into your higher guidance here girly and so that's what I did and you know I've been doing that more and more and more and it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and you know what I handled that thing that I needed to handle and it all worked out just fine so yeah anyway you want to the answers for not only challenges that you have in your private practice but answers for your values are also going to be within so find a way um, of accessing that inner guidance and for me it's through it's through sort of asking myself the, the question and seeing what comes through okay um and the easiest way that I do that is you know if you close your eyes and you say your name that's the sound of your inner guidance right that's what it sounds like so you can when you hear that um that's your inner guidance speaking so you can absolutely connect with that to find the answers that you need for your business step two you could also think about the result that your client wants to get from working with you now yes this does require you to have a niche but it's not going to restrict you and stop you from seeing everybody else let's not go down the path of scarcity mindset we're not those people right 
We're all about abundance and we know that there's an abundance of clients out there that are perfect for our private practice, that are perfect for us in this moment to work with. We know that might change over time, but we know that they're there. We just need to tune in like the radio you know we know that station is out there but we have to tune in to be able to connect with it it's the same with our perfect for us clients and one of the ways that we do that is by thinking about the result that people really want as you know as a result of working with us okay so maybe they want to feel better about something maybe they want to go to work without stress maybe they want to experience a beautiful pregnancy whatever it is But you can absolutely use that result in the name of your private practice, okay? So I don't know, if I had anxiety, which I used to have, um, I guess I would have been drawn to a practice, and I don't know about you, I'd love your thoughts on this, but I'm just pulling this out of my head right now. (laughs) I would have been more drawn to a practice that said something like um, live without the fear counselling, you know, some, something like that, because that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to be able to live without fear. I wanted to be able to open my email without fear. I wanted to be able to have a conversation without fear. I wanted to be able to plan my day without fear. I wanted to do all of those sorts of things um, in my life without fear. So if there was something in the title that said, you know, without fear, I would have definitely booked in with that person. (laughs) So that's an example there. But think about the result your clients, most of your clients want from working with you. You can use that in the name of your private practice. I know how much fun is this, right? Okay, but it gets, I've got more ideas, don't worry. The other thing is really understand who your perfect for you client is. And you can go back a few episodes and we actually worked through a process that will help you identify your perfect for you client. But think about the language that they use or the vibe that they have or, um, you know, the energy that they have or think about what makes your perfect for you client perfect for you you what makes you guys match what what makes you both a match um and you can use that you know bonding that connection uh word in your private practice title okay the next one super easy and this is a great one if you want to get found on google actually this one and um the result including the result in your name will rank you really highly on google compared to other private practice names but it's to use location-based naming so for example as it sounds you're just going to use your suburb or area in your practice name so you might say um you know frank's oh I hope there's nobody like this. Well, if there is, um, it's free advertising, I guess. But you might call yourself um, Frankston Psychotherapy, right? Or you might call yourself um, Melbourne Counselling and Psychotherapy or Melbourne Social Work or something like that. So using the location and, you know, what you offer, what you do, what, what the therapy is. Um, you can use your personal name. So as, I, as I've said, you can use your personal name, which you do not need to register with ASIC um, because it's your name, obviously. Um, but you do need an ABN for that. Um, but the problem with using your business name is if you are somebody who does have a desire down the track to expand their practice and, you know, perhaps even on sell it 
you know, your, your business is an asset, right? Just like everything to do with your business, it's all an asset. Um, you may decide to sell it later on. And if that's something that, I don't know, your intention is right from now, don't use your personal name. If you're um, happy to just keep it you and maybe just have a couple of subcontractors, that's fine. Absolutely use your personal name and people can work under that. But not if it's going to be a sellable asset. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Okay, another way that you can um, name your practice is to um, include interests, right? So things that you are interested in, like your area of expertise. So if you, um, like I was looking for an EMDR practitioner recently, right, to process some trauma that I went through uh, when I was a, a child, right? just all sort of needs to be addressed now and when I was making inquiries of course I wanted EMDR because I already had it in my mind that that was going to be amazing Um, and so I jumped into Google and I searched by the intervention okay there are going to be other people that love CBT right maybe their doctor or their friend or their partner somebody had CBT and loved it so they're going to now go into Google and Google CBT in Frankston or CBT in Mount Eliza or, you know, whatever it is. So if you have an area of um, specialty or expertise, um, it can be your intervention, but it might also be um, the presenting issue, the presenting challenge that the client's coming with. So um, what that's going to look like is if you have if you really love working in a particular way you're going to use that name in your practice name so it'll be holistic or it'll be evidence-based or it'll be results driven or something like that um well whatever approach you want to use person-centered client client focused whatever um but the other thing is uh, including your area of expertise including your area of specialization if you have one so that might be um perinatal it might be you know you might call yourself frankston perinatal clinic frankston perinatal therapy um frankston perinatal social work whatever it is so include that area of interest in your name okay if it's eap you're going to call it eap it might be you know frankston eap service whatever so think about um your areas of interest and jot all of them down as well and have a play around mixing all of these together because that's the next thing. The next thing is now you have these ideas and they were like one, two, three, four, five, six. So I've got seven dot points there. So there must be seven ideas. I'm just reading off my sticky notes. <laughs> um, yeah. And number eight is um, take all of those things and mix them all up. So what I would suggest is write your favorite ones out on little slips of paper and then just shuffle them around and, and see what looks good or what feels right. You know, mix them all up, jumble them all up and then just try and make a name out of them. So, for example, you might use a combination of some of those things that we've spoken about. So you might pair a value with a location, for example, or you might pair a process with a value or you might pair a result with your location or you might pair your personal name with your value or you might do you know what I mean? You get the idea. 
um, just shuffle them around and have a bit of a play and see how you go with it. But I'm confident that using this approach, you are going to absolutely 100% land on the right name for your practice. And my like super duper bonus tip, of course, well, I've got two bonus tips. <laughs> um, okay, hang on. I'm just writing something down for you. Okay. Is you might also, if you love archetypes and you love symbols, you might also challenge yourself to go within, connect with your source consciousness, you know, inner wisdom, all of that sort of jazz, and, you know, allow yourself to receive in your mind's eye an image of um, the, the practice, like an image that's going to represent the practice. You are not confined to nature-based objects, okay? You don't have to have a leaf or um, something to do with water or anything like that. You don't have to do that. Um, that's okay. It's totally okay if you want to, if that's what resonates with your brand and if that's going to convey your new practice name and values, etc., to um, cold traffic that might be visiting your site. Fantastic. Go for it. But you can also be expansive and, and think beyond that as well. And um, if you're getting stuck um, on thinking outside of the box when it comes to creating um, a, a, a logo, for example, um, I would just get you to maybe use your cards, use your tarot cards or use your oracle cards um, and, and ask for guidance around, you know, a, a metaphor or a logo. Like think about um, an actual thing that represents what you want. Like, I don't know, you know that a, a, a tree represents growth, um, but you could use the name of that object in your practice name. Okay. So some really great examples of this. Let me just think about a great example. I mean, you couldn't use tree private count, private practice. You couldn't use tree counseling, but think about something that, that might represent like, I don't know, maybe you've got a torch and a can. These are really bad ideas, but maybe you've got a torch and a candle that represent, you know, Oh, no, maybe you've got a symbol that represents insight and you're called Insight Counseling Services Frankston or something like that. But a symbol that represents, um, you know, the name of the practice or the values of the practice and use the name of that symbol in like, you know, how some people, I don't know, they might call themselves Lighthouse Counseling. See how they've used the name of that symbol and then the logo is going to be a lighthouse or um, maybe. They call their practice grounded therapy and social work services. And they might have a picture of bare feet on the grass. But do you see what I mean? They're using the term, the name of that object or that thing in their private practice name. I hope that makes sense. And I'm not explaining this very well. I do probably need more coffee. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, the other thing too is, just have fun with it because the practice name is going to inform the practice logo. Now, if you're just using your um, uh, personal name and you're happy to use that, that's fine. Um, but when it comes to the logo, try and use a values-based logo or again, connect with your deck. Get in there, connect with your deck 
and see what comes through in terms of inspiration for for naming the card and you might come up with a really really beautiful logo that's unique that's going to stand out that resonates with you and that resonates with your perfect for you client better than um, something that might feel a little bit more traditional okay Um, and another tip would be invert colors if you want to A really great example of this, this is true, um, is maybe, for example, you have a picture of a sun for your logo and we would normally expect a sun to be yellow, but what if we made the sun your brand colors, right? And it had some streams, you know, sunbeams coming down in, you know, shades of your brand color or something. Um, Think about if you're going to have a leaf or you're going to have a tree, how about you put the leaves of the tree in your brand colors instead of green, right? think outside the box a little bit, invert colors. Um, There are ways that you can do this. Uh, um, Some cartoons do it. And I know maybe you're not a fan of the Simpsons, but they do it really well, inverting colors. You know, I think um, sometimes like their sky is pink and the grass is blue. You still understand it's a sky and it's grass, but the colors have been swapped around. So feel free to have a little bit of a play around, but connect with your deck. (laughs) That's my big piece of advice. Um, Don't be afraid to step outside the box. I know because you listen to this podcast, you're, you're all people who are more than happy to step outside the box. But yeah, let me know how you go with this. And, um, you know, naming your private practice gets to be fun and it gets to be such a joyful experience. And um, I think too many of us stress over it, you know, simply because nobody's ever sat down and told us, hey, here's a process for how to name your practice. Um, And I think there are probably some people out there that would probably listen to this and maybe even change their practice name and stress about whether or not they could and how to go about it. Um, and if that's you, let me know and I'll help you with that. As I said, um, apart from having a free chat with me, a bit of a digital coffee, um, where I'll absolutely help you. If you're interested in getting some coaching and really working on your marketing and visibility, or if you don't understand the difference between marketing and visibility, or maybe you don't have a marketing plan or a marketing strategy, or maybe you don't know what they are you might benefit from some coaching because that will absolutely be impacting your practice in a whole lot of ways, not just um, the flow of referrals, but also in the quality of referrals, um, in the uh, congruence of those referrals with the practice values, which of course impacts your energy. So if you're feeling a bit drained and depleted after work, you and I need to have a conversation <laughs> because, hey, guess what? It gets to be fun and it gets to be enjoyable and you get to work in flow and I get to teach you how to do that if you want to learn, right? Sound good? Good. Okay. Well, you know what to do. Um, uh, hit pause, scroll down to the show notes, book that um, digital coffee with me, have a chat. Uh, let's get you sorted out. And um, yes, if you're in the ACPPO or the Counselors Connect group and you've listened to this podcast and you want to share some ideas for a practice name, go ahead. You'll have heaps of support. We'll all support you. Um, so excited for your learnings from this podcast. Thank you so much for listening again. I'll see you on Saturday. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into
to alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the private practice monthly mentorship group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.